Hello, and welcome to episode 182 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast, bringing you to the table while we talk about the outdoors. This week, myself, Tom, and Frank are all in studio. We're discussing what we're kind of up to right now with supplemental feed here in Pennsylvania. Uh, we, we are allowed to do minerals, corn piles, whatever we want to do throughout the summer. They just have to be pulled 30 days before the season, dirt dug up at mineral sites, that kind of thing. Um, but we believe it helps with, um, you know, getting an inventory on the deer in the area. And also we decided to, or we jump in a little bit on how much we really do believe that minerals help your, um, antler growth and other factors like that. But I'm going to quit spoiling the whole episode. We're just going to roll right into it and, uh, Let's get tuned in, shall we? So I did the cardinal sin. I pull up my bow, and then I look dead at his antlers. I got out of the truck, and when I slammed the door, I heard gobbles all around me. Alaska, moose, spot and sock. That is the bucket list. I agree. Welcome to another installment of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. Uh, Nick's pretty sniffly today, so yeah. don't mind him. Yeah, I'm here, but I don't know how much talk I'm going to be doing because it's going to get real annoying for you guys. So yeah, um, might chime in a few times, but I'm just going to be running the running the behind the scenes stuff, making sure. It, yeah, and I was okay. late today, so yeah. Frank's like, oh, it's I, Tuesday. I thought it was Tuesday. Totally forgot. And turns out it's Wednesday. Yeah, but got, Tom was here on time. He's not sniffly. He's 100%. Ready for action. We love it. So, Tom, what is uh, what is it that we're talking about tonight? So, for all of our listeners out there that don't know, uh, we're coming at you live, somewhat live, uh, <laughs> out of Pennsylvania. And in Pennsylvania, during the summer months, you are allowed to put uh, feed, deer attractants, minerals, whatever you want to call it, out for wildlife. Uh, so a lot of states you're not allowed to. Pennsylvania, you, you are. You just have to have it pulled 30 days before season. Now, are we going by, like, laws or, like, because Ted Nugent believes bait is something else. We're going to go off of the just normal definition, what everybody mm -hmm. thinks is bait. Okay. Not just deer trails like Ted Nugent thinks is bait. Yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, interviews of Ted Nugent. That is a great. It's a very comical interview, that, and it's even funnier that he is dead serious. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. That the the comic gold behind it is the fact that he believes it's serious. Yeah, or is he just trying to convince himself so he feels less bad about hunting over a giant corn pile? Well, I mean, he hunts high fence, like he's or like not yeah, only his high place fence, in but Michigan his, is, and I think he's got another one. Uh, down in Texas. 
I'm not sure. I know he's got the one in Michigan. But I do yeah. love Sweaty Teddy, though. Oh, I'm a big... I don't, oh, I'm a big Ted Nugent I'll fan. talk shit on some of the stuff he says, but I love Ted Nugent. He yeah. is the man. Love his music, and he's a very amusing guy. Yeah. And his hunting videos, Call of the Wild, are awesome. They're tough to beat. Yeah. You want to get psyched out, put that when you crap hear that, on. When you hear that crow call, you just know. <laughs> you know an arrow's getting flung. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Tom, back to you. No? Well, <laughs> like, like no. back to you, like, I thought you were going to lead into back to you with the weather. Or back something. to you with this week's episode. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. So we're going to just kind of discuss the pros and cons, whether or not we do it, if we do it, how we do it, all that good stuff. Just kind of, as Nick would call it, roundtable discussion. I want to start the roundtable discussion by posing a question because it makes no sense to me why some states like New York, we hunt New York a lot, they don't allow it ever, period. You I know can't the answer put to that. Minerals out or anything. Let me answer that question with a question. No, I, <laughs> I just I, think it's dumb. I'm sure it's for poaching purposes. No, CWD. No, it's, it's, it, it's a disease um, issue. So yeah, basically, um, CWD and some other diseases are um, transferred it, by like saliva and yeah. other things like that, or at least believed to be. I, I can't say well, for fact. On now my that you part, say but, that out loud, when we were out in Nebraska, because they have like a lot of watering windmills and stuff for cattle, because they just let them go on uh, public land during the summer months. Yeah, South or uh, Kansas was that way, I think. Yeah, and like Nebraska was the same, and. That's why they have such a big problem with CWD out there. It was like 30% of the herd when I was out there. That was five years ago. 30% of the mule deer herd had CWD, and they thought a lot of it was because of these big shared watering holes. So I guess it stands to reason that that's why with the mineral sites and stuff. So yeah, and I, I guess I, my question's immediately out the door. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people like pose the argument, too, like you put a quarter-acre food plot in. You're mm-hmm. going to tell me that there's not, you know, that's no different than a quarter acre watering hole. Yeah. Um, now, I, I I guess I don't know enough about CWD and other diseases that whitetails transfer to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how serious it is on like a salt block or, uh, you know, a corn pile or something. Because we've been doing that for years in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and don't seem to have any issues. With yeah. CWD around here. Yeah, I was going to say it's not really a prevalent thing around here. So I guess maybe like down in the middle of the state, but it's legal every, in the whole state. So, But it is CWD is a problem down like the south central part of the state, and it's slowly spreading whether or not it's because of baiting or mineral sites or whatever. Who knows? But yeah, I'm not sure. So do you have any other stupid questions you want to bring to the round well, I table? guess I should just pipe down because I'm an idiot all around. I'm sure I'll have something to say later. All right. Tom, before Frank interrupted you with that dumb question, <laughs> uh, where did you want to go with this round table discussion? I was just going to say that um, being that it is legal here in Pennsylvania, I I put feed and mineral out during the summer months. And then I'll even... So I, are, you, are you a big-time baiter then? Yeah, master at it at the craft. Would yeah, you say I would, uh, but I think f- for the sake of the whitetail, it's probably more important to do it post season when there's less available food 
Yeah, definitely in the northern states, like where we're at. Yeah, when you have harsher winters. And when I'm doing it in the summertime, it is strictly to get an inventory. I mean, if you put a corn feeder out and put a camera on it, you're going to get a very good idea of what bucks are in that block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're within quite a big stretch. You'll get um, pictures of deer and stuff because, like, of what's you know not even just your block, but they're going to be neighboring properties and everything. They're yeah. going to now have a reason to come check you out. Yeah. And you don't necessarily, they don't need that food source in the summer months. There's plenty of available food, whether it's corn or soybeans or clover or browse on the trees. They, they don't need the corn, but I think it's a, it's a great way to get inventory and figure out, you know, what you got on the property, locate your target bucks. And another important thing is you can kind of it help takes note or you can take notes on which direction these deer are coming from to get to your feeder so you can kind of mm-hmm. start putting the puzzle pieces together if you got your feeder out in the field and you see the first picture of this one specific buck every time is on the right side of the feeder mm-hmm. gives you an idea where he's coming from how he's getting there so i think it's just a very good starting point it's not you gonna can start building the yeah the it's picture. not gonna tell you where this buck's at what he's doing all the time but it'll but I you think, can start to backtrack him and make a plan from there yeah i think it's a very good starting piece to put in your puzzle together now you've you've mentioned corn um but i know there's a lot of different things you can use you know minerals corn in other the, supplemental feed so i guess are you raising your hand is do you have a question yeah i just was gonna ask a simple question. Uh, have you guys, since you were leading into minerals, that's what kind of well, got I, me. Well, I was going to ask if, go ahead, go ahead, ask your question, interrupt me. I'm sorry. It was just, it came to my mind. I wanted to get it out there. Um, do you think that the minerals help with antler growth? Absolutely. As far as, yeah, because like, obviously a healthier deer will grow better antlers because he's got more nutrition to put that energy into antlers and keeping himself alive but how much do you think do you think there's a noticeable difference if like say you have deer cane or lucky buck or something out there because they all advertise bigger bucks whatever do you think that you get a noticeable difference out of those mineral sites as far as antler growth so this is a two-parter uh for me uh i i was actually just reading up on that exact topic because a lot of things in the hunting industry are gimmicks. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of gimmicks. That's why I was and, kind of posing the question. So I actually it was funny enough. I literally earlier this week I was looking into this, um, and I saw the connection between um, humans and livestock. <laughs> that is absurd. Uh, so basically, humans require certain vitamins. <laughs> oh my. God. Uh, Animals and humans require certain vitamins and minerals in their diet to be healthy. Um, A lot of humans, you know, that are conscious about their health are going to take daily vitamins. Yeah. Every single um, dairy farm or cattle farm I've ever worked on, the animals are being fed minerals every single day. They they supplement their food all the time. Um, 
whether there's tons of different things and it's all for growing a healthier animal, Mm -hmm. making humans healthier. So I do believe that there is a lot of truth that goes into, um, antler growth and, um, milk production, uh, or for does and all that stuff. I think it's all really good. However, part two, I don't think that most people are using enough. I was going to say, so, cause I know most people like they'll just sprinkle a little bit on a stump just to use it as an attractant rather than an actual mineral yes. source. And I can't for the life of me, remember where I saw this, um, but there, and, and I can't even quote it. Um, I'll have to look, look it up and get back on that topic. But basically there was a breakdown of like those mineral blocks, like the big ones that you can buy at like your tractor supply. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, a, like I said, I can't remember it. So I don't want to quote it and be totally off, but there is a equation that's like one block per X amount of acres mm-hmm. to have an effective amount. Like if you think about how many vitamins like that pot, like if you've ever worked on a dairy farm or a uh, beef farm, the amount of minerals that they dump in front of a cow every single day yeah, to ensure that they get what they need. There is no way that one block on an 80 acre piece is giving every buck, every doe the what, they, what they, they need. need. Yeah. Um, so back, you know, to recap that a little bit. Yes, I do believe they do something. Part two, I don't believe that most people, including myself, are putting out enough to actually see the results. Tom, I dig that response. I was going to say, I definitely think that minerals do make a difference, not necessarily here, but if you, and I don't know, you might be able to answer this, um, but there's a certain mineral in the soil and it's at higher levels in like Southwest Ohio, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, where you get all these big buck states. And I'm drawing a blank of what that mineral is. I talked to a kid, this was years ago, and whether or not he knows... I think it started with a pH. It's phosphorus, yes. is what I was going to say. And whether or not this kid that I talked to knows shit about anything, but he said that he was from Texas, so I don't know. Uh, not a very big buck state, but there's there's definitely plenty of bucks there. Um, but he said that phosphorus is a very key mineral for antler growth, and... Like I said, I have no clue. I've never researched phosphorus. I've never used anything with phosphorus in it or, you know, a significant amount of it. Um, So I can't speak on it, but I have heard that phosphorus is a big antler grower. Yeah, and if it's in the soil in all these Midwest states that have all these big bucks, well, if it's in the soil, then it's going to be in whatever is growing in the soil. Yeah. And I think it's not a coincidence that, you know, you get into those Midwest states, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, they all produce much bigger bucks. Like you take the I average. That might be part of you it. You take the average four and a half year old buck in Southwest Ohio and take the average four and a half year old buck in Northwest Pennsylvania. They're not the same. They're deer. not the same deer. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't believe that we get to see as many four-and-a-half-year-old deer as you would uh, in Ohio. No, no but our buddy Austin, he's getting, he's got a lease in Ohio, and this is his first year, and he's got cameras out. And right now, he's already got bucks that, I mean, it, it's tough to tell in velvet, but they don't mm-hmm. look 
super heavy. Like they're not, uh, and if they don't look heavy in velvet, they're, they're not heavy. <laughs> um, and so I'm thinking, you know, these are probably two and a half, three and a half year old bucks that already have double split brows, double, you know, yeah. split G twos. Like they just, they grow different out there. And I, mm. I think the minerals in the soil have a lot to do with it. Yeah, it could be. Um, so is that all you feel like on the, like, do you think you're putting out enough no, minerals? No, 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 especially because we're putting minerals out for two, three months a year. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, if it's in the soil, they're not yeah, on that because we turkey all year hunt. long. So we can't put bait out until after turkey season. Mm-hmm. So that gives us. What if you mark the bait as like for deer use only? And then put a probably, sign up. Yeah. So that really gives you only June, July, and August. August. Yeah, yeah, three months. Mm-hmm. And there's nine months where you're not supplementing those minerals. So. Yeah. yeah so it's, it it does make a I shouldn't say it does make a difference, but if you were to give them that during their antler growth seasons, because that's when we can do it, is while they're growing antlers. I feel like you could see a difference, like you said, if you are supplying them with enough. But I don't. I don't know if you really could supply them with enough without spending a ton of money. Oh, you're going to spend the money. Yeah. For sure. Um, I know companies like Big Tine, you can buy their mineral mixes by the ton. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and that's where, like, the whole gimmick thing, the... Yeah, if you the, buy one five-pound five bucket... Pound, yeah, from your local tractor supplier or something, yeah, you're going to get pictures because it's an attractant. Yeah. But you're not getting the effect you're not getting the effects that they're preaching on their container yeah um i we've been putting uh minerals out for a decade Mm -hmm. and i have not had a single buck that looks like the buck on a bucket of lucky buck (laughs) yeah Um, i guess that's more what i was getting at when i posed the question is do you think it is a plausible thing like with how people normally use the product with how it's normally used, no. Yeah. Um, but I can't say that there's people not doing it because there's people that's the amount of money people spend oh, yeah. on on hunting in mm-hmm. general. I mean, Tom and I alone, like for climber, is yeah, like a lot of money. That's thousands every oh. year just for a piece to hunt. You literally left the room <laughs> and then came back to shit your pants. <laughs> I left the room to fart and I came back and didn't want to leave again. <laughs> Maybe you should. <laughs> well, Nick's sick. I was late, and now you're acting like this. So we all have indiscretions today. Unbelievable. I guess you're giving them the real hunt camp experience. Here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm bringing you to the table while we talk about the outdoors. <laughs> you're going to make people leave the table. I'm about to leave the table. Uh, so my question for you, Tom and Frank what is your favorite attractant to use in the summertime? Corn. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say to to deter squirrels, but oh, no, I wasn't. But <laughs> let me finish. Uh, why corn? The deer love it. Does it have anything to do with its availability and price compared to? Oh other yeah, things? it's relatively inexpensive. You can buy a hundred pound bag for nine bucks at your local feed mill. But I, I just, we've put out corn feeders, we put out mineral piles, put out the salt blocks, the liquids that you dump over a rotted stump, and 
most of your or your corn is going to get more deer pitchers oh, sp- every time. Speaking of... But I don't think it-, it gives the deer any real nutrients. I think it's like a Snickers bar. Quick, quick fix energy. Mm-hmm. I, I think... I don't, I don't know. Can you buy, like, soybeans in 100-pound bags I'm to sure put you in can. your feeders? Because that's a good source of protein. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can. I don't know what yeah. it costs, though. Yeah, I mean, we sell uh, soybeans by, like, the dump truck load at the farm I work at. Um, but one of, like, back to, like, the whole gimmick thing and favorite stuff to use and how I know a lot of it is gimmicky, there – I haven't seen it. But it's also because I don't spend a ton of time in that that attractant aisle. Mm-hmm. Um, but they used to sell a product. I can't remember who it was. Um, but it was um, like powdered molasses. And right on the bag looks just like dirt. Now, you tell me what the hell you're using that for. <laughs> like if you're marketing it to look like it's not there. Yeah. Tell me what you're using that for. Yeah. Tell me that's for not going to be used shit. in season. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's one of them things. Yeah. Which brings us to our next topic. Oh. Baiting during the season. Some states it's allowed. Pennsylvania it's not allowed. Like we mentioned earlier, you got to have it out 30 days before. But yeah. some states... At you PA, can... it goes as far as saying, like, if you put out minerals, like, in the dirt, you have to dig up that dirt. Yeah. yeah we have to do that every year. Yeah. So, Tom, question for you. If baiting was legal in PA, where would would you do it? Well, that's difficult to answer because it, I think it would all depend on how I was brought up hunting. If when I was introduced to hunting, if you know, dad and grandpa so showed follower. me this is how you do it, I, I would know any different. But coming from the fact that I've never baited deer, that's not how I hunt. If I were to hunt a state where it was legal, I would not do it. Now, if it was my birthday. Uh, okay. I can weigh in on this because I have hunted in a state that it was legal to bait, and I hunted over bait um, in North Carolina. I did not. The buck that I killed in North Carolina was in a bean field, not over bait. Uh, Ted Nugent calls that bait. It's not bait. It's magfield. That's bait. That's bait. Um, and honestly, I can say with experience because I hunted there several times when I was younger and as an adult, I had more luck in ag fields than I did on corn feeders because the deer are so used to those feeders, they only went to them at night. Huh. And that may not be everywhere. Yeah. I see them hunting videos on be, Texas, though, Yeah, where their feeders are on a timer. Yeah. And well, that's how they were in North Carolina. They were on a timer, but I don't know if it was just because the outfitter – had so many people going through it and they killed so many deer that the deer just got used to that at the feeder. It's like, like an old tree stand kind of thing. Yeah. I, th- I think just the setting itself made it so that the deer got used to it and only used it at night. So it could have been different had it, you know, been like me going down there and it was a personal type of thing. I didn't hunt with an outfitter that had a bunch of people. It was property that I had that only I hunted or me and a couple Mm -hmm. of people hunted and the deer felt comfortable at those feeders in daylight hours. But with my experience with it, they were not comfortable 
at those feeders in daylight other than you know there were obviously some occasions where you get deer and like right at last light but it wasn't like they were coming to it as soon as they heard that feeder go off they were swarming because uh-huh. they would have it go off you know i don't remember the exact times but it was plenty of daylight left you know yeah and i did not see a correlation with it and having done both and like tom said maybe it would be different if i was brought up that way but I hunted like that at a young age, and I don't see a problem with it, but I would not do it. If it was legal in Pennsylvania, I wouldn't do it. All right, I got a question for you guys both. We just received, this is hypothetical. You just received a letter in the mail. Baiting is legal this hunting season in Pennsylvania, this upcoming season. All summer long, you've got a 160 coming to your corn feeder. I'm leaving that baby out. <laughs> That's what I thought. Because both of you said, I wouldn't use it. No, wouldn't do it. But if you had a buck. That's one of those, coming, but if it's my birthday. Yeah. yeah. And, and I knew you both. I, I, Frank didn't answer, but I know his answer. Um, you, don't know my, you don't know me. I think it's one of those things where it's very easy to say, yeah, I probably wouldn't do it. But Until you're until, faced with it. Until you see an opportunity for it to work mm-hmm. you'd do it um i think that's what it comes down to. now that you said it i hope pennsylvania legalizes baiting and i won't do it just to prove you wrong <laughs> yeah that wide buck comes back hitting corn every Dude, single he's gonna be four and a half this year yeah he's gonna be big i'm excited to start getting pictures of him that's wild yeah so prove both of you guys wrong you're like yeah. you can prove us wrong because we don't know yeah, it's a hypothetical. Yeah. It was a hypothetical answer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Tom and Frank, I guess both, <laughs> since you guys are here. Where location-wise on your property do you guys like to put your uh, attractants and why? If it's a mineral, I just do it on a travel sort, like a travel area. I don't put it in a field or anything. I just... Because all the fields around here are at, they're all ag. I'm not gonna put minerals on the edge of an ag field. Um, but deer that I or places that I typically see deer during season, uh, I'll put a mineral site out there because I want to have deer moving through that area because their summer patterns and their fall patterns are different. So if they're using it in the fall time when I can hunt them, I used last year's, previous year's experience to place my mineral sites rather than put them on stuff that I only see deer in the summertime. It's a good inventory thing, but I like to get them into those areas, wanting to be in those areas earlier and all the time. So come season, they're wanting to be in those areas earlier than they normally would. Gotcha. Tom? I like to put my corn feeders like in a food plot and my reasoning behind that is you get the deer coming there to eat and you know they're eating at the feeder and they're like oh man while I'm here I might as well eat some of this clover that's all around mm-hmm. and then I think I don't know if it's true or not but in my mind Feels right in my mind it's like telling them like hey this is a, a good spot to come and get food kind of mm-hmm. develop this a habit of this being their feeding area. Gotcha. Um, for me personally, 
what I look for is my feed like corn or any like corn mixture. It's because I, I know generally that they're going to go through that corn faster than a mineral lick. I put them in easy access places that I can get mm. to quickly on a side-by-side, -side, yeah. pull in, drop your feet in, get out. My mineral sites are typically deeper in, don't have to go in as often. I don't want to be so intrusive because mm -hmm. um, like, like you with my mineral sites, they're most of the time they're on known travel corridors and I will do it so I, I can put the minerals out there and I don't have to go back there for you know a month, maybe check it once a month mm -hmm. and then you know pull it when I need to. Yeah. So that's one of the things I look for when setting them up is ease of access just because mm -hmm. I personally don't believe it's good to be ripping through your property all summer like you're not going to be hunting it October. Yeah. I know that, you know, people like to do different things on their property, but Tom and I and even you, you see the properties we hunt are for hunting. They're for hunting. We don't ride four wheelers through them. We yeah. don't hike. We like they're hunting. We they pretty much I have not been Besides like going to food plots to work, I have not been in there except for hunting purposes. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how long. Yeah. Like, same, I, like the properties that I hunt, if I'm going in there, it's for setting up cameras, checking cameras. Hunting related. Anything. Yeah. If it's hunting related, that's why I'm going in there. If I have no reason other than to just go hang out or like yeah. you said, I don't ride four wheelers in those properties. I don't, I don't do anything other than hunting related stuff. Gotcha. Um, anything else, Tom, you want to touch on on this roundtable dis discussion? No, I think that pretty much wraps things up. What are you pointing at? No, just continue. You sure? Yes. <laughs> Tom's all over the place today. Yeah. You'd think he was the late one. You would think. He probably would be if he'd, we didn't podcast at his house. Yeah, if he didn't live here. So you good, Tom? No, yeah, no? <laughs> yeah, ready to rock and roll. <laughs> All right. Well, Tom, I appreciate all of the knowledge that you've dropped on us tonight, Frank. Yeah, you no too. problem. Um, it's been great. It's The season is going to sneak up on us extremely fast. Oh, yeah. Um, no matter how prepared you are, it's always like, holy shit, it's time. Yeah. Um, so there's we're in full swing. You know, we're at the point where... <laughs> it's growing season. Yeah, it's, we're at the property You're seeing several times a week. Uh, yeah, we've... I'm already seeing bucks running around, like on like just driving around. You could see them out. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen I told quite Tom, a few. Falls. I saw one out past his ears already. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Very I'm nice. excited. Um, sounds like somebody didn't pick up his shed last year. Mm-hmm. Gotta leave them out there. Yeah, I'm hoping everybody, you know, took took their pictures, but put them back so the deer can pick them up and keep growing. Mm-hmm. Nothing fries me more. That's why you get so many spikes. People don't understand that rule, but. <laughs> Is what it is. You guys do what you want. We're going to get back to doing whatever we do to prepare for the season. So make sure you guys are doing the same and getting outside.